week two is in the books. Week three is here. And we got the NFL betting show where right now I have currently four spread picks in. I have one teaser pick in and I have a lean in, a lean in for potentially a fifth pick that will see if I bet it or not. It'll obviously make the entertainment side of watching the game more fun, but I think the line's at a fair number. I think it's at a proper number. And at this point, I don't think you're going to get a lot of line movement on that number. And we'll get into all those games and which games specifically are going to be bet on in the teasers and what that lean game is. But welcome, ladies, gentlemen, fellas, fellas, fellas on the podcast, on the YouTubes. How y'all doing? We're two weeks through. We're having a damn good time. Whether you're playing fantasy, whether you're playing DFS, whether you're betting player props, monkey knife, whatever it might be. We're having a damn good time because football's back. That's all that matters. That's Sunday feeling. If whether you watch at home with family and you get your chili, you get your pasta Sunday if you're a fellow Italiano, or if you're going out to a nice little bar where there's a bunch of other people enjoying the presence of football in their lives, having some brewskis or some non-alcoholic brewskis, if that's your thing, some waters, some nachos, destroying plates of it. It has been fantastic. And I can't wait to break down week three. Feel really good about the bets this week. We already have four. And like I said, we're going to get into it. But before we do, hit that like button if you're here on the YouTube channel and the big old subscribe. And about 8,000 of you tuned in last week. About 500 of you have subscribed through this video through the first two weeks. So to all those new people potentially going to be subscribing, thank you so much in advance. And if you're on the edge about it, you know what? See what you think about this video. Check out some of my other content, but you really should hit the like button right now and the big old subscribe button that's popping up bottom right-hand corner, totally free to do so. If you're listening on the podcast version, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe, depending on if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, Stitch, wherever you might be listening to, please do hit the follow or subscribe button, whatever might be on your specific platform. And if you're listening on the Apple iTunes, and even if you want to go over there, a chance to win $50, totally free, no buy-in necessary, $50. If you just leave a review and rate the podcast five stars, it takes two seconds of your time, you go ahead, you do that, 30 seconds to leave the review, say something nice about the show, you're entered into a contest to win $50 weekly. Usually sometimes it's only three or four people do it, so you got a pretty decent chance, depending on the week, at winning that $50 rooskies. And the show today is going to be brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. I'm very excited about this offer that Monkey Knife Fight is having. If you're looking at this video, you want to bet on some sports, right? And what Monkey Knife Fight is allowing right now is they do player props more or less over unders. They have a bunch of different game modes for touchdown scores. For combined a couple of players who are going to go over a certain amount of yardage and touchdowns in a specific game, they have a lot of different prop styles on there, but it's mainly props, player props, that type of thing more or less. I'll have a show out this weekend on it. We have one out last weekend. But what they're saying right now is if you want to play over there, and if you're watching this, I assume that you want to get a little bit of wager action in. Why not get some free dollar rooskies to spend on some brewskies to then win some more dollar rooskies? Put that bad boy on a t-shirt, bro. What you're going to get is if you use the promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I, my last name, you'll get a 100% deposit match up to $50 rooskies. So if this is your first time entering, you just want to put 10 bucks in, they'll give you 10 for free. But if you want to be a heavy hitter, a head honcho, a kingpin, you want to put $50 rooskies in, they'll give you 50 back. Now you got $100 to go play some player props, the over-unders on receptions, fantasy points, receiving yards, passing yards, all this type of stuff, or some other prop games in there. You can check it all out. Linked down below on Monkey Knife Fight. Use that promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I. Let's them know that you came from me and you get 100% deposit match up to $50 rooskies. So what you can see behind me right now is just overall matchups for positions and pace and Vegas lines and all the movement and things like that. We'll quickly move it over to Vegas Insiders, which is just one of the spots that I look at. There's nothing specific here. It's a free tool. It's just nice to keep on the background for me, but it's also nice to look at at where all the spread money currently is in, where all the money line bets are currently on, all this type of stuff. The overrun, there's the obvious Vegas props and lines that we need to be looking at. So let's start it off right now with my first bet of the week, Washington plus eight. Now, if you're looking at the screen behind me on Vegas Insider, they're going to say that it's minus seven. They're pulling from one spot. So be sure to always, as I always say, look at a full dashboard of an odds checker, an odds shopper, whatever it might be, a website that just shows you these are the 10 books that I can bet on. And here's all the different lines. I got plus eight on Washington. You'll find plus seven and a half. You'll find plus seven. You might only find a plus six and a half. If you want to be betting the Washington side, don't bet the plus six and a half. If you have the opportunity to bet at a legal book at 
plus eight. Just take a couple extra seconds of your time to go into Google and find the best number on that. Wouldn't you rather have that extra point, point and a half difference like last week? The Steelers were up by a couple scores. They ended up only winning by five. So if you had the five and a half hook like I did, you ended up losing that bet. But if you ended up finding like a minus five or a minus four and a half and you had that type of number out there, it's probably juiced a little bit. You probably ended up winning or pushing that bet depending on your book. So we're going to take Washington for our first bet at plus eight. Again, you're easily probably going to be able to find plus seven, maybe some plus sevens and a halves out there. There's no juice on that number either. It was minus 110 last time that I saw. Got that number at bet MGM. So what you're seeing right now is Washington through two weeks, according to the pro football focus that provides the stats for the NFL. So very reputable source and site right now. They're the number one defense overall. They're number five in pressure rate. Their secondary is a lot better than it has been. Pretty decent in tackling and run defense as well. Overall, number one in defense, you're going to get there. And the pressure rate's the big one. Number five in pressure rate through the first two weeks of the year. We know how good that defensive line is. Baker Mayfield, he's currently being pressured on 30% of his dropbacks. This number continued to go up last week as well. And that was against the front in Cincinnati that does not have a good defensive line. Things can get ugly here. Baker Mayfield averaging just 6.6 yards per attempt so far. Well, that's going to be concerning. That's below league average of about seven yards per attempt because Washington's coming in allowing just 6.1 yards per attempt against Carson Wentz, against Kyler Murray. So right now they're limiting these quarterbacks and pretty decent quarterbacks so far. I'd say that both are better than Baker Mayfield and they probably both have better offensive lines than Baker Mayfield, even in the situations with a banged up offensive line for Philly in week one. And Washington's still only allowing 6.1 yards per attempt. So this seems like a situation where it'll probably be difficult moving the ball through the air for this team. And then if that's going to be the case, if you're getting plus eight points on this and not going to be able to move the ball through the air and have to rely on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the ground and pound, I think Washington at the very least can backdoor their way into something here. And also the positive side on the other side of this ball from the running game, Antonio Gibson, the rookie, the monster in college on just like 300 offensive snaps and 75 offensive touches or somewhere around there in his college career, ended up getting 13 touches on the ground, 55 yards and a touchdown. He played over 60% of the snaps and was that number one running back on this team. If you watch any of the highlights or any of the all 22 film or just anything at all in Antonio Gibson, he's arguably the best player on the field, even with Terry McLaurin out there in terms of an athleticism and dynamic ability with the ball in his hands and just open in space as well. This is a guy who's probably the most athletic player on the entire field on either side of the ball. And now he's going to be out there for, luckily last week, they put him out there finally, majority of the snaps. If he starts playing 65, 70% of the snaps, like it's nothing, that's just going to be another option for Dwayne Haskins, who honestly has not looked that great so far. In a security check down spot or even downfield in some of the wheel routes that you saw over the last couple of weeks, Gibson ran a couple of those. So I was pretty excited right now to be seeing this. I bet Washington three weeks in a row. Week one, it paid off for us. Week two, they ended up giving the late touchdown and they could not cover that game against Arizona. Week three plus eight, I'm going to like it. Even if you get a plus seven out there, I do like it. And the other thing to point out that I like is 70% of the bets right now in terms of spreads are on Cleveland. So the public is on Cleveland because 74% of the money. So even though it's only 30% of the spreads, 74% of the money is actually on the side of Washington. So you can look at this a couple of ways. You can say that, okay, these huge wager sizes are actually coming in on Washington, which means that professionals and sharps are on Washington. That's how I'll be looking at it. And then you can look at it saying that if all the money's on Washington, well then Vegas and the casino and that side of it is going to be needing Cleveland in this one to come through. And if that's the case, Vegas more times than not wins, but it's not every single situation, right? They win in some spots. It does seem like at this number of seven or even plus eight, even a better spot for you if you're on the side of the sharps, that it is the sharps versus Vegas. And I'll take the sharps in this one. I'm going to be on their side plus eight for Washington, get plus seven if indeed you can find it somewhere out there. The number two bet right now is going to be above my head, Las Vegas Raiders, who just came off the Monday night win where all the public and everybody got to see them beat up on a Drew Brees team that did not have Michael Thomas on a Drew Brees team that had Drew Brees himself not looking so great at all, looking actually pretty pedestrian, if not bad. That's two weeks in a row now for Drew Brees looking pretty bad. And the New England side of it were the opposite. Cam Newton looks like MVP Cam Newton. And what you're getting in this one is a minus six as of right now. It opened at six and a half, minus six on Vegas Insider. I got it at minus five and a half. Again, you should be looking at spots to shop your lines right now. A couple things to talk about in this game. Just interesting facts that I'm seeing so 
so far. Cam Newton has ran 23 times in two weeks as the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots through two games. He's 2-0. Only three of those are scrambles. So right now you have Kyler Murray who's ran like 11 times in the season and he's looked very good at it. Only one of those was designed. 20 of Cam Newton's runs so far are designed runs of his 23 overall. So they're obviously using him down by the red zone. I mean, you can see that just by four rushing touchdowns and five overall, but they're calling his number all over the field. And that's efficient. When you have a mobile quarterback, look around the league right now. I mean, Cam Newton pretty much adopted this system when he came into the league a decade ago. When you have a mobile quarterback who can also throw, you are at a huge advantage over the defense by the amount of different play types, deception, and trickery that you can involve. And yes, he's great on the ground right now, Cam Newton, but he's also fantastic in the air. Sixth in the NFL in yards per attempt right now with an 8.8 yards per attempt. That's very good. And who's he gets to go up against this week? Las Vegas. That's allowing 7.9 yards per attempt, bottom eight in the NFL. And that was even after facing Drew Brees, who did struggle in week two. So the efficiency numbers on offense check out against a pretty bad defense. Right now, overall, Las Vegas ranks 27th in total defense. Patriots defense average right now in total defense. A lot of guys opted out, right? Regression was naturally coming for a secondary that was top two with San Francisco last year. They're 16th overall in total defense this year, but it looks like a pretty decent defense and a really good defense when you compare it to the Vegas defense that their secondary is a bunch of rookies and second year players. Some undrafted guys out there, not that great. Their front seven might be the strongest part of their defense, and that's not great either. They're 27th overall in total defense. You can bet a little bit also on the hype of just Oakland and the public perception, seeing them win on Monday night in a big spot, seeing all the ESPN, CBS's, NBC's, whatever it might be covering Oakland on that big win, more so than they're going to be covering Cam Newton and the Patriots who actually lost and maybe should have won against Seattle on their primetime game. So just public perception a little bit might be giving you a little bit better of a line here. I think I said Cam Newton's 2-0 on this team. He should be 2-0 based on that uh, goal line rush if you watch that game on Sunday Night Football. He is 1-1, but performing as a quarterback that is fantastic. Nothing on him in that loss. Or so you credit Seattle just making the plays down the stretch and Russell Wilson having five touchdowns on 28 pass attempts. Just absolutely berserk he has been through two games. Cam Newton's only been pressured on 18% of his dropbacks, which is very good. I mean, that's like bottom 10 in the league, bottom five in the league right now for like the 40 quarterbacks who have taken a snap this year so far. Edelman, second in the entire NFL in team market share of air yards, and he's seventh overall in air yards right now. He's seeing a ton of opportunities and he's converting on those. Second year player, first round pick last year who was injured and did not play too well with Tom Brady down the stretch and Nikhil Harry is sporting 30% target shares in one of these games, 25 plus percent in both of these games and coming down with those catches. That's good to see. The offense is pretty much clicking on all cylinders right now for the Patriots. And the running game, if anything, might be the one that's not that great, but you haven't had James White. You might not have him again. You weren't expecting a great running game once Damian Harris, the second round pick out of Alabama went down and went on the short-term IR. So you're not expecting much out of the running game outside of Cam Newton, who's been phenomenal in that aspect, but they have huge offensive line advantages. Right now, they have an offensive line advantage of plus 30% in both the running and passing game this week against Oakland. That's top three in the week for this league compared to the league average. So give me right now, Bill Belichick, that side of it. Also, if you want to say how good Darren Waller was, fantastic, amazing. But I think Bill Belichick finds a way like he usually does to neutralize your number one weapon. And in a game script that says you have to pass a little bit more, I think they'll neutralize Darren Waller more than they'll start to neutralize a man right now in Josh Jacobs. So I'll take it right now. The Patriots minus six in a lot of spots. There's a minus five and a half out there if you want to get it. That's the second bet of the week. Third bet of the week. And usually I don't like taking this many points or laying this many points. Ten and a half, Indy. This number is moving. It's going to move by 12 by the end of the week. By the time that I'm recording this, it is moving already to like 11 and 11 and a half. We got it at 10 and a half. There's a 10 out there. There's a nine and a half out there, but there's a lot of juice on it. Instead of being like a minus 110 line, you're looking at like minus 135, 140. I don't like taking those because then you have to win more bets overall in the long term to actually profit on those types of bets. And that doesn't sound fun. So to start off with just some player analysis, I love Jonathan Taylor. This man's Hall of Fame career, I tweeted it before the game started off last week. And sure as heck, their game script went that way. 12 first quarter touches, 21st half touches for the rookie running back with Marlon Mack now done for the year. Fantastic. So far in the season, the Jets defense average against the pass through two games, below average in pressure and ranked 14th. So pretty much middle of the pack average versus the run. But this is where it's going to start to get interesting. Indianapolis, the Colts this week have the number one run blocking advantage, 72% higher than the overall league average week in and week out. And the number one pass blocking advantage with their offensive line against the Jets defensive line with a plus 54% pass blocking advantage. 
advantage. That is insane. Their run blocking advantage is 27% higher than any other team on the slate this week in their individual specific team matchup. What that says is that Quinn and Nelson in this top three or top five offensive line is in, in Indy is going to be able to get a lot of push up front. That's only going to help Jonathan Taylor in a game script that says let's run a little bit more. That's only going to help their odds of actually milking this clock down and taking a late game lead to win by the 10 and a half number or really the 11 number that we need to cash this ticket. Some other things that are interesting right now, the Colts defense has been fantastic. Number one in the league, allowing just 5.3 yards per attempt. And that's against some efficient quarterbacks. I mean, Kirk Cousins was one of the best quarterbacks last year. The number one quarterback, number two, top right up there with Ryan Tannehill in yards per attempt. Kirk Cousins has always been in that efficient category his entire career. And right now, all they're doing is averaging 5.3 yards per attempt. That's number one in the league. Well, you want to look on the opposite side of this one. Sam Darnold is 36th out of 32 teams, 36th in quarterbacks yards per attempt so far with 5.9. The average is about 7, 7.2. So I love that efficiency matchup for the Colts defense versus this Sam Darnold led offense that of course we can hit on all the injuries. Maybe Crowder will be back. It seems like Mims is still hurt. It seems like Perriman is going to miss this one. So Braxton Berrios and Chris Hogan and that band of misfits and obviously having no Le'Veon Bell in the backfield that appears and having Frank Gore carry a ton of usage back there as like a 36 year old running back. The offense in general, if we're just talking about it on a face value is not good. If we're looking from efficiency stats, there's a really good spot for the Colts defense. Indy ranks 10th in pressure rate and Donald has been pressured the fifth most behind that offensive line. It's a great spot. I'm going to be taking the Colts. It is a lot of points right now, so I can understand it if you don't want to, but the line is moving in our favor right now. And I'll put it up on the screen behind me, this Indy game versus the Jets. And you can see that currently the majority of the bets, just slightly 56% are on Indy and 69% of the money. So everybody right now seems to be on Indy. Everybody it could be the sharps. It could be all the casuals. Everybody's on Indy. A lot of the times in the majority of the times you don't want to be with the public on every single one of your bets. I think you're with the sharps in this one as well, especially because this line is going to move as the week goes on. In my opinion, probably closes somewhere around 12 or even 13. I think you can see this number close towards, but you don't always want to be with the public and everybody else, because we know for a fact that Vegas profits, that's why they're in business. They're a huge business that profits it's millions and tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, and probably billions of dollars by the end of the year on these tickets, meaning that they're winning these bets more times than not. Now, obviously they get juice, they get big, so they have money from there too, but the Vegas is going to be winning these numbers because they set efficient markets towards the ends of the week. I don't think this market is yet efficient though, meaning that I don't think this number is where it's going to finish at at the end of the week. I think we're going to beat the closing nine by being on it at 10 and a half. I think it opened at 10. This is saying it opened at seven. That might've been like on Sunday, right when it opened and then like within hours it moved to 10 and a half or maybe even last week's opening line a week before. But I think we're going to beat that closing number, meaning that this market is not yet efficient. It's going to probably move to somewhere, I would say right around 12 by the end of the week, maybe even get steamed up to 13. So that's our third bet in the minus 10 and a half. And my final outright bet of the week will be a quote unquote, cliche, get right spot for the Philadelphia Eagles against the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, they're getting healthier. That's one thing. Both on offense, you saw Miles Sanders and the workhorse ability of Miles Sanders come out last week. 27 opportunities for Miles Sanders, 20 attempts on the ground, seven targets. He looked fantastic. He goes for over 130 yards and a touchdown in a game they're trailing the whole time against a pretty stout defensive line in the Los Angeles Rams and overall defense through two weeks. So that's good to see. He doesn't seem as banged up. That's very, very helpful for Carson Wentz, not only on the ground to take pressure off, especially in a game where they're favorites, but also in the passing game, relying on him a good amount more like we saw last week with seven targets. And here's the thing about Joe Burrow. I get it. He looked pretty decent on Thursday night football. He threw the ball 61 times though. He has looked decent, I will say, especially for a rookie without camp, right? We can't be saying he's bad. You can't say he's bad yet, but I'm not going to jump up and down and say, this guy's good. This guy's better than Baker Mayfield already. Like that's what people are already saying. I get it. You're watching a bunch of analysts on TV or you're talking to your friends in a group message and everybody has the hot takes right now. Joe Burrow is averaging 5.2 yards per attempt. That's literally bottom five in the league right now. That's well, well, well below Sam Darnold, who I just told you is 36 ranked in the league. So Joe Burrow is not playing that good right now. Like me saying that he's playing decent is probably an overstatement. Look, I get it. They 
almost won that game on Thursday night football. Based on Vegas, that's exactly how the game was supposed to finish with that type of a line of minus five, minus six. That's exactly what was going to happen. So the expectations were met in that game. And his 61 attempts to just get to the yardage numbers that he was at and overall completion percentage in the yards per attempt, it doesn't really do much for me there, right? He's overthrown AJ Green a couple of times now, once for a touchdown. So I don't want to knock Joe Burrow. It's been two games, but I just want to settle everybody else's expectations down just because he throws 61 times to get to some accounting stats does not mean he was good in that game. Does not mean he was efficient. I will credit his composure and his overall pocket awareness and all that type of stuff right now as a rookie through two games of no camp. I think he's going to be great, but he's not great right now. And now he's going up against a team that is ranked second right now in pressure rates. Only behind the Pittsburgh Steelers is the Philadelphia Eagles defensive line, which has been good for some years now. And he's sitting behind an offensive line that has allowed a 35% pressure rate against him, bottom five in the league. So you have a top two defensive line when it comes to get generating pressure against the bottom five offensive line and a quarterback who has not been efficient because mainly probably that offensive line right now. Yeah, I'll take Philadelphia on that side of it as just minus five point favorites right now. You can find that minus five on bet MGM. I got it at minus 115. So you had to pay a little bit of vig, a little bit of juice on that one. But if you can get the minus five and a half to minus six, wherever you can find that at right now, go ahead and get it open that minus five and a half. That number is probably not going to be there much longer, but the minus six is going to be there. I like that spot. Philly is allowing 7.2 yards per attempt, which is pretty much league average in terms of a quarterback having 7.2 yards per attempt against you. And right now, Joe Burrow is nowhere near that. One of the worst in the league at 5.2 yards per attempt. I can get you the exact spot that Joe Burrow is actually averaging right now. Joe Burrow is the dead last quarterback in the league, unless you count Andy Dalton, who threw one time and has zero yards per attempt, right? But Joe Burrow is the dead last quarterback in the league with a 5.2 yards per attempt so far. So yes, I'm going to be taking the Wentz side of this. And Wentz, look, he's been awful. He's been really bad. But Cincinnati is allowing eight yards per attempt, and they are 26th worst in the league right now when it comes to their coverage secondary and yards per attempt statistics. I think it's a get right spot for this team. I think they're favorites as they should be. And I think they handled this one against the Cincinnati team that yes, I think they're somewhat well coached, but they're obviously very, very young all across the board in their offense. Their defense is also going to be very young and somewhat inexperienced. I'll take Philly in this one, minus five, minus six, wherever you can get it at. So those are the four bets I have in so far on the week in terms of spread bets. I'll talk about one teaser that I have. I don't usually play a lot of teasers. I used to back in the day. And then you realize that you have to win a lot more of them, obviously, to be covering the times that you lose them because of the all the situations that obviously have to occur and the amount of money that you're putting on them. But right now I have teased up the two primetime games, maybe a little bit more so for entertainment. You can tell us if you want to. Uh, I think there is sound analysis and reasoning for it. You have right now Green Bay. You can tease them up six point teaser from three and a half to nine and a half. You can tease up the Chiefs three and a half to nine and a half. I don't want to get crazy and tease them up any more than that or put more teams in it. The 6.2 team teasers, depending on what your sports book pays, are usually the best ones to go towards. These are the two primetime games. You're getting right now a Saints team that I think they might actually win that game. But again, if you're getting plus nine and a half points with Green Bay, that's fine. I don't really want to touch either of these specific games. They're going to be the most bet on games of the week. So they're going to be really efficient markets, but we'll take the six point teasers, have something to bid in in the Sunday and Monday night games this week. And the spot that I'm trying to figure out right now is the Seattle versus Dallas game. A lot of exciting games this weekend, not only in primetime, right? The Sunday and Monday night game that we just put the teaser on. You have the Rams and Buffalo. You have this game right here that we're talking about. I think that there's going to be some other exciting games as well, but Seattle and Dallas, I'm leaning Seattle minus four. I want to see where that number moves. Maybe, I don't think it will, but maybe we can get it to Seattle minus three since Dallas is America's team and everybody loves betting the Packers and everybody loves betting the Dallas Cowboys in the public markets. So if you can get that and you can get it to minus three, I like that a little bit more than minus four because most games end in the minus three, minus six and minus seven numbers across the NFL. I have not placed that bet yet. So we'll see. I mean, both team secondaries are not playing too well right now. I think Seattle has the better secondary overall with their personnel and a better defense, but both their defenses are not playing that much better right now. Both of their defenses are allowing top eight in the league yards per attempt. Both their quarterbacks are top five in yards per attempt. There's a lot of things you can look at and these teams look very similar. So it does say lean to the Dallas side, but then you're betting against Russell Wilson and a man that I don't really want to be betting against right now. Similar things for, I don't want to full out bet against Aaron Rodgers in the way that he's looking or even Patrick Mahomes on Monday night. Never want to really be betting against those guys. So I haven't made that bet yet. I might be making the bet. I'm leaning Seattle though. If you're trying to find a side in it, that's the side I would go to, but I'm going to decide later in the week if we can get some line movement on that one in our
our favor. But that's where I'm at right now. Those are four bets, a teaser, and a lean early in the week. My name's Sal Vetri. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy these videos, the 8,000 of you or whatever that are going to watch this, or maybe this one blows up and we get 20,000 people, whatever it might be, hit the like button. That'll help more people see it. Hit the big old subscribe button. That'll also help more people see it. If you're listening on the podcast or you want to go over there, five-star rate and review, subscribe to the podcast, get you entered into a raffle for a $50 giveaway that's announced at the end of the week. It costs nothing to get in, just about 30 seconds to a minute of your time. So why don't you do it? Why not try and get in there for the $50 Ruskies? And lastly, this video is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. You're going to get 100%, 100%, deposit bonus up to $50 Ruskies. If you use promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I, on Monkey Knife Fight, player prop site, more or less, over under that type of stuff, you'll get a 100% match. You put 25 bucks in, they'll give you now 50 in your account. You want to be a heavy hitter and put 50 in, you're a head honcho, you're a kingpin, now you got $100 Ruskies in your account. Thank you so much. I appreciate you tuning into the NFL week three betting video, four bets, a teaser and a lean. I'll see you in the next one. Like and subscribe before you go. You all rock. Peace out, gang.